Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Beth. My name is Peter. And my oh. name is Ashton. <laughs> Sorry, the that started. <laughs> it's just started and it's so cold. <laughs> uh, we've turned on the, the the little heater in this room and uh, it it's literally just started spurting out cold air. It's heating up. It takes yeah. a while. You press the button, and then it takes about five minutes, and then suddenly, yeah. cold it surprises air. Ben Potter, and yeah. now it's hot air. It's fine. And um, I'm also called Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Ashton. How are you feeling this week? I'm much better, thank you. Good, good, good. I don't feel like someone's trying to drill out of my head like I did last oh, no. week. That's good. That's never. It was a, such fun. Had a great a time. time. Mm. Well, it's fortunate that you are here because mm. uh, last week I took over your sponsor. For yes. You. Uh, this week you've offered to take over Peter's sponsor, yeah. which is sort of creating this sort of debt yeah. that's going to be passed forward I for generations. We'll, you not just say you've swapped with each other. Yeah, I mean, we I'll... kind of have, because then Peter, and then I'll just do the week after that. And we'll just Are you sure? That. Yeah. Are you sure we'll remember? Yeah, yeah. Because there's a good chance that I will do I the normally follow the order, so oh, okay. if Peter does it, then I know that next, the week after, right. will be me. Sounds like a deal. What have you got for us? Um, so I was contacted by, you know them, you love them, or you hate them, because they're a bit weird, Ubisoft. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Who've yeah. got a new game coming out this week? Mm. Um, and whenever I see the name of it, obviously you think AC. My brain sometimes goes Animal Crossing. Air conditioning. Um, air conditioning. Yeah. Air conditioning. Uh, but they've they've come out with something that Sorry. they think will like <laughs> carry on. <laughs> God, can I speak? No. Today? Everyone's just interrupting so me. So so busy in this. Yeah. Gosh, so annoying. They're like, how can we make sure that we're the most famous AC? Because, um, you know, everyone always thinks AC Animal Crossing. No one thinks yeah, Assassin's Creed. No one thinks Assassin's Creed. Exactly. So they're releasing um, a movie. Right. And this movie is basically going to be loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of quick shots of assassins doing things in the games. Yes, you know? it is. Right. Like a bunch of them from all the games to make sure that people know uh, what it is. Like a super cut. Like a super cut, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. um, and it is called Assassin's Creed, Creed Montage. Montage. Fantastic. Yes. Does it have Mitchell Fastbender in it? Of course it does. Brilliant. He is a big uh, montage fan mm -hmm. yes. and he will be in this one as well. Yes. Uh, apart from he won't because it's not real. Oh, oh, whoa. oh, come on. Easy so but I just played Assassin's Creed montage last night. No, no, no. You played Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, Easy to get confused, I know. It's, they're basically the same thing. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by Assassin's Creed montage, unfortunately, as much as we would love to be. We're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. And if you go and support us there, there's tons of amazing rewards available at the $5 tier. You get so bloody much, including this week, an episode of Main Menu. Wow. So you're going to want to go. And check that out patreon.com forward slash team triple 
Jump. We've also got a website, triplejump.mup. That's where you can find literally everything that we do. Triplejumpshop.com. Get yourself some cool merch. I don't know that you can buy this, but you can buy a logo shirt like that. Yeah. You can buy that uh, Japanese-inspired Rising Sun shirt that Peter's wearing, the Sports Time track jacket, the uh, Triple Jump uh, uh, logo hoodie, hoodie yeah. that Ashton is wearing there. Loads of stuff available, and it's getting cold now, and there's some nice warm things on there, so maybe go check mm. out triplejumpshop.com. Yeah. Out this week on the channel... It's the weirdest games ever, Ashton. It is. We played a game called The Quiet Man. Uh, yeah. It was bad. Mm. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. But it was weird, still though. weird, though. Definitely yeah. weird. Mm. More weird than bad. Um, so check that out on Sunday when it comes out. Mm. It's going to be good. Also coming out this week. Yes. I'm quite excited, actually. So am um, I. It's the first episode of a series that me and our writer, Kat, have been working on. Um, we're just calling it, at this point, Why? 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 Um, why? But Who's this why? week, we're talking about why do gamers uh, buy into the console war? So if you want to find out why, what the psychology is behind it, then why not go over to the channel and find out what we found out? It's very good. Yeah. I forgot to say to you, actually, I have, I have watched you. it and it's very good. Thank yeah. you. It's really good. And uh, please go and support it out right now mm -hmm. on the channel. It is. Uh, and a, another thing, as I just mentioned, main menu for yeah. patrons. Yes. Go yes. check that out, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Peter, yes. should we get started with some of these questions? Let's. This first question is from Richard Group. It's, it's got a bit hot now. now. It is really warm. Who's, who asks slash says, no, asks... What direction would you like to see PlayStation? I don't know why I'm shouting because they've all got to listen Sorry, to me I shouting. Can, can you can hear me perfectly well. <laughs> what direction would you like to see PlayStation go in with Jim stepping down? Uh, we did do a, a brief sort of ad read, not ad read, uh, sort of story read on this last week. But just for context, if you haven't heard, uh, according to IGN, this one. Jim Ryan, who's been president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment since 2019, is retiring in March 2024, Sony announced today, which was the 27th of September. He's yes. not been a CEO for that long. I thought it was longer than that, but time no. did uh, briefly go into a vortex for a few years. It so. did. He's been high up on the ladder for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, says the news first broke via Jason Schreier on Twitter. Then Sony announced it after the fact. Um, and uh, Hiroki Totoki will be uh, assuming interim CEO role starting April 1st, 2024. So, as a yes. prank. As a prank. Lol. It's just Lol. a prank, bro. Just a prank, bro. Um, well, he's not stepping down for a while. So we've got uh, a while. And then I would assume that up until April, that's enough time for them to hire a new CEO. So I'm quite surprised they're going to have an interim CEO after Jim Jim Bob steps down. Mm. Um, but so. I mean, there's certain things that I would like to see less of. Yes. Such as live service games. Hooray! Yeah. We love those. They're going like so well. Whoever takes over to be like, you know how you were doing all that stuff with live service? Well, actually, we don't want to do that anymore. Mm. So we're going to do our own thing. That's what I would like mm -hmm. less of um, yeah. from PlayStation. Or at least like less talk about it and like discussion and like kind of hints that that's the way that they want to go. Because we've seen that a lot. We've not actually seen many come out since they've been talking about live service games, but we know that there has been a bunch that they are wanting to do. So. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'd like to see less uh, or fewer live service games. Um, also, I wouldn't mind really if they kind of got a bit more involved in um, multi-publisher events where you know trailers and things happen i mean i know everyone started to do that now but they were one of the first big companies to step away from for example e3 yeah um 
And yeah, everyone's doing their Nintendo Direct and their showcases and their special live events and stuff. And those all work very well. There's nothing wrong with what PlayStation are doing or with what anyone else is doing right now. But I do kind of miss sitting down in, you know, video games week, video games summer, and knowing that, you know, three or four days back to back, there's a load of things to watch from all the big companies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes Sony will be involved in that or sometimes they won't. They certainly don't officially get involved in in sort of major uh, conferences anymore. But sometimes they, they like might one... do a showcase that week anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see more of that. They do tend to send like one trailer. Yeah. They're like, all right, Jeff, have have Spider Man. They do a little <laughs> bit of a something, but um, yeah. It's but then you know, as I say, to be fair, it's it's no longer just a PlayStation thing. You know, perhaps uh, some years ago I could have said. Oh, it's a shame because Microsoft and Nintendo still, you know, go to these things, but Sony mm -hmm. don't. Uh, now everyone's doing it. But yeah, yeah, if I could get them all to just get together at Christmas, but not Christmas, <laughs> video game Christmas. Yes. yes. All the family around the dinner table yeah. showing some trailers. I do kind of miss that. Mm. Yeah. So PlayStation and everyone else, maybe, maybe do that again. Live service needs to go. Yeah, yes. you're right. It's got to stop. Uh, we've heard this week that um, Naughty Dog's Factions, which sounded kind of live servicey, is practically on ice yeah. at this point. Uh, and these games, they do not move the needle for people at all. Mm. We've spoken about it before, about how every, every developer and publisher wants a slice of this crazy pie. Mm. But the fact that Fortnite is not seeing the revenue yeah. that it once did, which we'll talk about in the big discussion this week, uh, should tell you all you need to know. Everyone's chasing it. It's such a gamble to to potentially have unending earnings mm -hmm. when you could put these resources into what people want from PlayStation, which is these single-player narrative experiences mm -hmm. that, yeah, they don't make as much money as Fortnite, but they still make a lot of money. And they're also like prestige releases that people get really excited for and always review really well, yeah. unless mm -hmm. your day's gone and that didn't review quite as well, but that was slightly different. Um, so that that needs to change. I'm worried that it's not though, because they've, you know, I've started, so I'll finish. Mm. Yeah. And the person that they bring in, from what I understand about Totoki, who's who's subbing in for, for James while he goes on happy retirement. Yes. For Ryan, yeah. Uh, for Ryan, James Ryan, two first names as well. Have you mm. done that one with James? No, not actually. There you go. Um, he is apparently a bit of a, a bit of a numbers man. He's driven by results, and he he's one of those who absolutely probably I can. And you know what? I will say it with almost certainty, not knowing the man doesn't like video games. I right. I cannot imagine he plays them. He's from higher up in the Sony corporate structure. I mm. wonder if he has the same bubbling personality that Jim Ryan. <laughs> I can had. almost guarantee that he does. <laughs> I think uh, from what I've heard, he's a numbers man, and he's he will look at the numbers and just say, "That's not working. Stop that. Mm. That's not doing as well as it should do. Get rid of that." You mm. know, he's he's a he's a ruthless businessman. Life service seems lucrative. Do that. Do that. Mm. There's a chance that he will either see that, or he, it could go the other way. But there's a there's a good chance that he will they will end up hiring someone who who will continue what Jim has started, or that can be molded in uh, Hiroki. Toki's image, which mm. is yeah. a slightly scary prospect for people who enjoy Sony as it is. Uh, but you're right, Peter, as well. Some more consumer fan-focused, fan-facing stuff would be nice. It'd be nice to have someone who's in charge who's a bit more affable, someone who might mm. pop up on a podcast and have a chat, have yeah. a laugh, a mm -hmm. bit of charisma, someone who might reinstate some of these... Um, the What was it called? The Sony conference, PSX, you know, th that kind of stuff. Or an E3-type showcase yes. with a person. 
rather than a disembodied voiceover woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, something like that. That would be lovely. But in terms of the games, I'd like them to maybe embrace some of the smaller projects like Miles Morales games that, um, you know, take an immense amount of effort and work, but that Insomniac have, have almost perfected getting out mm-hmm. within the time span of like two or three years rather yeah. than these games like The Last of Us that that can write Naughty Dog off like seven, eight years, which is insane. If you can get games out sooner than five years and still have them be a decent quality, but they're slightly shorter, that would be fine. Well, yeah. I'd be okay with that. As I'm about to reveal in what we play, and I've been playing a standalone expansion of our game this week. Mm. And I've just been sitting there thinking like, yeah, can we not do more of this, please? I mean, I guess with an expansion, that implies that the first big game had to be made in the first place. But yes. um, yeah. still, you know, it, it you, you play these smaller games sometimes and you're like, look, I'd be quite happy with like more of this. Just like really good, short-ish stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, I agree. More of that would be would be nice. It yeah. would. Also some more weird stuff as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's it's a shame that uh, Sony Japan, Japan, Sony, Sony Japan Sony Studio Japan. Uh, <laughs> have gone because they used to make all sorts of strange mm. stuff. And, yeah. that, and that would be nice to see. Again, I know they, they make these deals that bring them exclusively to PS5 or, you know, have indie games be part of... Uh, uh, of, of PlayStation Plus in its various uh, tiers, but it, it would be lovely to see again studios make things like uh, The Puppeteer or Rain or I'm trying to think of other stuff, Tokyo Jungle, uh, F- Flower and Flow were obviously exclusive for for a long old time. Things like that, just some just some weird stuff. <laughs> make some small weird things mm. that don't necessarily review very well, but you can have a talented studio just work on those. You know? I was going to say, I want Totoki to just come out on stage and go Flower Two, yeah. <laughs> and he does the splits. Yeah, that would be sick. I would love that. I would also like Sony to play a bit nicer with certain other like big studios. I'd like them yeah. to get involved with like Valve. I mean, they're already putting some of their games on PC, but it takes them like two years. Um, but it would be nice to kind of like see a bit of PlayStation getting involved with other things. Mm-hmm. Like Xbox already launched a lot of their games on PC as well as on Xbox because obviously they have PC Game Pass. It is a bit easier for them. Um, but I would like them to just kind of maybe put the feelers out, be a bit friendlier with others like big companies um just because i feel like if they do that then playstation players will get stuff in return i still think that they're missing a trick by like not putting their psvr2 games on Mm. pc vr um in the same way i think that a pc vr games should go on psvr2 because like these this is such a small platform and yeah. it's such a small range of games yeah. that I think it would only benefit players who enjoy VR games if they were a bit friendly with, with each other. Mm-hmm. VR 2 so far has not had the exclusives to justify, I think, anyone wanting to no. rush out and buy it. Just, you know, you no. you may as well get, get a PC point. headset. I know you have to buy a PC as well, but you, if you get, what's it called? The, the Quest 2. The Quest 2, then you don't even need a PC for that and no. the amount of games available is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just get that? Mm. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Well, hopefully the future's bright for Sony. Um, it will. It remains to be seen. We've got how many more months of James? We've got seven more months, six yeah, more months. Six more mm, yeah. months. What month are we now? October. October. November, October December, January, February, March. Five months. Five months. Five months of Jim. We will see what happens. We are in a tumultuous period currently in the games industry. Again, we'll talk about that a bit mm. later in the podcast. Uh-huh. So uh, projects being cancelled all over the place. I hope someone sees sense. I hope jobs aren't lost as a result of it. But the live service future, it's just not going to... It's it's Stop it. 
Just please. stop. Just stop Cult. it. Please stop. No one wants it. Yeah, you might hop into fair game or what, what, is that one of them? Is that fair one game. Fair, fair game? game? What's Never it called? What's one of their? Uh, they announced them recently. I have no idea what you're talking about. Their fair live game. the live service games that Sony announced. Is one of them called Fair, fair game? game? Potentially. It shows how much I switch off. I'm gonna have to look that up. I see that fair it's live game. service, and I'm like, and it tells me the name of it, and I'm like, no brain, don't even store that information. <laughs> don't do not waste. Spin it straight off. Yeah. Yeah, fair game with fair a dollar game. sign at the end. Do you oh, not yeah, remember this? dollar sign? Is that what yeah. it's called? The one that looked a bit like yeah. Saints Row meets GTA. I've sure. chosen yeah. not it to looks remember crap. the name of it. I, it looks crap, right? Okay, yeah. it doesn't appeal to me at all. The point being, fair game might come out and you might hop into it for like the opening weekend with friends and then you'll probably never play it again because mm. you want to play Horizon or something because that's the, not why you own a PlayStation. Where's the dollar sign? It's, it's on the end. Ga- it's oh, fair, fair games. Fair games. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Mm. I was like, how's it got dollar sign in it if there's no S? The point is, I don't want this and and it's and it's about me mm. yeah so can you sony why don't, I don't you want become sony ceo ben? yeah well, here's the thing have you got the qualification qualification <laughs> <laughs> it's like a penguin bar joke uh no i no i do not no i do not but we've no. got some great ideas here they should listen to yeah, this podcast should. should we move on to a section that we actually started while you were off actually? oh did you you went pretty well it's brand oh, new uh good. peter do you want to tell her what it's about i thought we'd keep up with it uh, it's called what we play in oh it's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter, what have you been playing? Played a couple of things this week. I have played... So I... Um, were you here, Ashton, when I said I've kind of given up on Starfield? Yes. Like a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, so I bought one month of PC Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I was like, do I keep up with it or not? I was like, well, I'll decide that when I have to decide that. But in the meantime, I'm going to play some Game Pass given that I paid for it. Mm -hmm. So I played through Halo Reach all the way through, which I have played before, um, but not for, well, not kind of since the heady days of when I had a 360. I have played all the uh, the, the Halo Trilogy since then on Steam, uh, but not Halo Reach, which was the the prequel. Did you manage to win the game? Because I couldn't win it. You mean at the end when yeah. you, you died? I couldn't win it, yeah. No, I yeah. just died and then the credits rolled and it was kind I of I tried sad. my best, but... Uh, you did know, you die as well? I, yeah, I did. They should patch that. They yeah. should. Yeah, wrong it's impossible. That. It's weird. And, uh, you know, no matter how easy you have it set, you can... You always... Like, it just ends. Yeah. It's honestly one of the hardest bits that. in any game that I've played. And, like, my screen went funny as well. Yeah. It, like it made me crack. sad, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like 0.1% of players have completed this achievement. Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. I want to meet them. There's got to be a YouTube video where you can win, right? And They've that's got God it. Gamers. Hmm? God Gamers. God yeah. Gamers, yeah. yeah. And then the, the original trilogy never happens because you Because you you're win. the winner. Yeah. 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 That's it. Um, so I played all, all the way through that this week. Um, and then last night, I have played maybe the first, I mean, it was probably even just less than an hour of... Um, Blood Dragon, mm. the Far Cry 3 standalone uh, expansion. Um, and that's partly because, have you seen this trailer for the for the Blood Dragon cartoon thing? Uh, yeah. Anime yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, which <laughs> seemingly is nothing to do, I think, really with the game. Yeah. Um, from what I've read, obviously it, it's presumably set in the same universe or a version of that or something uh, or maybe not it might just be thematically this is blood dragon as in it's an homage to to old like wacky cheesy action stuff mm. um, but i thought well i'm really looking forward to that it looks really good never played blood dragon maybe there'll be at least some sort of easter eggs and stuff in the show so i'm gonna play through that and get to know it and then i'll be able to go oh, huh, oh that thing it's a weird uh. time to do it isn't it 
the the anime. Yeah, the animation. So mm-hmm. it's it's maybe it Ubisoft were just going through their IP like, oh god, what can we turn into a show? Yeah, yeah. well, this they, this one they this chose one. all of them and put them all in the same show. As well. <laughs> I wonder if they were like, well, we saw how well Cyberpunk. What was that called? Edge Runners. Edge Runners. Yeah, uh, yeah. That did Edge really Lords. well for the ge- Edge Lords. Mm. That did really well for the games. Maybe they're like, maybe we, that'll happen for us. Maybe everyone game. will flood back in and play this yeah. expansion to the yeah. 2010. Yeah. yeah. Ten game. Yeah. Yeah. They made, made some money off that. Mm. Um, so 2011. Yeah, I've been playing that. It was. Um, it did make me think, though. I mean, spoilers for a, a, a worst or weirdest. I can't remember. But yesterday, mm. you said to me, Ben. Oh, it's doing that video game thing where they say, tutorials. Yeah. It was worst games ever. I remember what it was mm-hmm. now, yeah. uh, which is coming out shortly. Um, and, uh, you know, some games, they break the fourth wall and they say, press X to jump. And then the character goes, I, I, could, I could step over that. Why do I have to jump? Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they do that in Blood Dragon. And then they still make you go all the way through a tutorial. Yeah. And your character is grumbling saying, this is stupid. I just want to kill stuff. Mm. And they're like, yeah, but use the right stick to look around. It's funny, though. Yeah, it's there's, really funny. There's got to be it's a better a way more. to do that in a, in a funny game. Yeah, yeah, so I like a lot of the kind of lampooning of certain action tropes. And I like the stupid, crazy world that they've made there, which is, you know, a lot of fun. But, you know, even after the tutorial was over, like one of the last things that I saw before I turned it off, and this is, didn't make me turn it off angrily, but one of the last things I saw before I stopped playing yesterday was um, uh, I I got through the area where you first meet the blood dragons, okay. which are just dinosaurs. And it said, um, uh, move slowly in order to prevent making the auditory phenomenon known as sound. And I thought, <sighs> all right, you could just... That's not even, that's not funny. Oh, so yeah. why waste Sorry. Sorry for words? <laughs> why waste words to make that joke, which mm. is not even a funny joke. It's just, oh, <laughs> right, yeah. So anyway, that that kind of stuff I could take or leave, but I am enjoying the rest of it. So uh, I might, I don't know how much of, how much of it I'll play, um, given that it's a big open, big-ish open world, mm. but um, we'll see. But I'm enjoying it so far. Nice. Ashton, what have you been playing? I've played two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one I'll tell you about now, and one I'll tell you about in a minute. <gasps> oh. um, I finished the Phantom Liberty DLC for Cyberpunk 2077, mm. and I really enjoyed that. I forgot how much I liked that game. Um, you get like a, a whole new set of endings for the game by doing the DLC. You can finish that game without having to do any of the main quest line really? by just doing the DLC. Yeah, you mm. can like, um, it opens up kind of, I think within the first few hours you can go there. Um, And once you've done that, if you go through the whole DLC, you can get an ending that just like takes you to the end of the game without having to do any of the rest of the story. Um, Which was quite good actually because it was quite a nice end point for me to leave it on. Um, I really enjoyed that and I really liked that game. And having played it, it's put me off Starfield even more. Like I just enjoyed the RPG element and like running around there and doing all quests and, you know, exploring the world. But I just, there was no loading screens. Everyone had like movements of their faces. It was just nice. Um, It felt like just a really nice, like time playing Mm -hmm. that game. And I think that all the updates they've made to it, everything they've, they've done is really like fixed it and has made it a really good experience so if you haven't played cyberpunk yet i truly recommend playing it my boyfriend watched me play bits of it and he's not played it and he was like oh man i, I actually really want to play cyberpunk now having watched you play mm. it um 
I just think it's great. And I I was quite surprised because I said this when we did the review corner. I was worried that uh, Keanu Reeves wasn't in it mm-hmm. because right at the beginning, he kind of gets kicked out of your psyche and someone else starts talking to you. And I thought, is he just not in this? But mm-hmm. he is in it quite a lot. Okay. The end of it. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, it's a really good DLC. It's a really nice size. Um, I feel like you kind of get what you paid for. It adds quite a lot to the game story-wise. So yeah, I think it's a pretty pretty good DLC as far as it's gone. And I think that the game started out crap, but it's definitely it's definitely still got a bit a few the bugs in fixed, it. As the game is fixed. The game is fixed. There is still a quest that I just couldn't do because they're supposed to go to talk to this guy, and he's in like a garage, hmm. and the garage door just wouldn't open. So oh. he's talking to me, you're like, "Come in here, Choom," and I'm like, "I can't, I can't get in." Come in. I can't, Mike. I'm stuck outside. I'd be interested to know what the uh, the drop off rate or the retention rate is for um, Starfield, given that all three of us. I mean, even just if. Maybe just for the moment. I don't know if Ben will go back to it. I don't know. I don't know when I'll go back yeah. to it. That's this the is main my, This concern. is my same thing. I'm just like, now I've fallen off it. I just don't know when I'm going to find the time to get back into it. I was obviously quite quick to drop off. But given that you two have as well, and you've sort of had better offers come along, then may, I wonder how many of the people, maybe we're just sort of anomalies. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't is know. James Jenkins still playing that's, it? That's what my I was about to say. I don't know. It, right. But okay. I don't. I'm yeah. still seeing a lot of content on the internet. I'm yeah. seeing a lot less now, but oh, it might just be the algorithm rhythm for me it didn't quite have the staying power that like tears of the kingdom did like i was still seeing that stuff for like Mm. weeks after Mm. people building like a penis monster or whatever out of the things but i've not seen as much about starfield recently for a lobster spaceship and that's about the only thing i've seen for about two weeks Mm. i'm sure we will get if it has dropped off at the rate that you know if we're if we're the case study here then Mm. there's a 100 drop drop off (laughs) no one is playing anyone but uh if if there is a huge you know they made such a big song and dance about how many people were playing it at launch their biggest launch for any game ever i'm sure if there's any truth to there being a drop off of players we'll get an article on kotaku in like a week saying in just three weeks Mm -hmm. the player base has dropped by 10,000 percent weren't we supposed yeah. to be playing it for 10 years was it wasn't that a headline oh, at one yeah. point Christ. yeah i suppose if you go content. to every bloody planet maybe yeah. but yeah. my character's still stuck on neon mm. oh yeah oh, you yeah. got you, you got, got soft I've, I've not played it since then and i genuinely believe i'm stuck on neon. Oh, i mean i'm sure they'll fix that by the time you go back to it if you go yeah. back maybe to it, maybe or or maybe or i'll be stuck or will or maybe not yeah i'm i've arrived on neon and i was just doing something i'm gonna have to remember everything that's going on mm. i yeah i I I really need to go back to that game. Yeah. So my my issue was that Lies of P happened. Mm. Yeah. And then I was like, it's okay. And then I'll get back to it. And it's like, well, Spider Man's out. Well, there's yeah. my really exact soon. Yeah, And then there's Assassin's Spider-Man. Creed Mirage, and it's yeah. like, well, maybe I can fit that in. I don't know. I played Cyberpunk. I finished that, and then as soon as I finished that, literally yeah. day of, we got a code for Assassin's Creed Mirage, which yeah. I'll tell you about in a minute. Yes. And then that's going to take me a while. I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but I'm enjoying just running around so far. Mm. I think by the time I finish that, Spider-Man will come out. And then after that, I don't know. Maybe I'll have time then, but it's going to be a while, yeah. I think, yeah. before I can go back to it. I booked the day off for Spider-Man. Nice. I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to play Spider-Man all day. <laughs> and that's my, nice. that's my plan. Uh, which means there'll be no time for Starfield. No. Yeah. For at least a foreseeable. Is there anything else coming out before the end of the year? Alan Waite's coming out. Um, I mean, the City Skylines is also coming out, but that's not for everyone. Not really for me. No. Um, mm. There is something else... There's a stuff, some stuff in November, I think, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry. I just, I've had Spider-Man as the end of year game in my yeah, head for so long that that's I can't really one. think about anything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Ben, what have you been playing? Okay. I finished Lies of P. 
Yeah. I did it. Had Congratulations. A good time? I had a great time until the end, and then oh. I had a really bad time. Oh. I was flying. As I said last week on the podcast, I was flying. I was doing so well. I was killing all the boys. I've leveled up. You know, nothing can stop me. I'm really good at these games. And they've just made it easier, haven't they? Yes. I know I said on the podcast last week uh, that um, th th there were articles saying that, oh, yeah, it's the hardest. It's the, it's the hardest Souls-like out there. Mm. And then literally the day of, they released a patch that nerfed mm. one of the final bosses and also made some things easier. They addressed one of my issues with the game, which was that some of the normal enemies just have way too much health, which doesn't make any... They're like tiny little puppets and they're, they're tanks and it doesn't make mm. sense. Mm. And then you face gigantic things and they have about the same health which doesn't it just doesn't make sense it's not about it being hard so it's about it not making sense neowiz so they fixed that but um I, I i had some time and i flew through the rest of the game mm -hmm. uh, i was in the final area i think last time we spoke and the final area is gigantic it's this huge tower that you slowly make you up it's got like the equivalent it's got seven of the equivalent of bonfires it's just it's a big big area that you slowly wind your way up to the top mm -hmm. and i beat the two penultimate bosses first try because i'm so good wow. and i was like this is brilliant i'm i'm gonna finish this game and then i hit the final boss and and that was not fun <laughs> at all i uh sat there because it was uh, our friend Jack from Coltolic, it was his birthday over the weekend and he was having some drinks in town. And so I had this, like, it was about 10 a.m. when I started fighting this boss. And I was like, right, okay, I need to leave at like quarter to three to get there for these drinks. And the, oh, the frustration of sitting there for two and three quarter hours on one boss, mm -hmm. just dying Ooh. over and over and over again and doing progressively worse and worse and worse. It was... The energy in that room was so bad that the cat that has recently moved into my house went, you know what? It's bad in here. I'm going to go upstairs. Uh, so I was abandoned by the cat and then I just had to put it down. Now, the, the, the defeat that I felt mm. having to leave the house, knowing that I had this period of time where I could I could dedicate to beating this boss and I couldn't do it. It was awful. And then the following morning, um, I beat it the second second try. Oh, wow. So I really- you sometimes feel like when you're like really struggling yeah. and then you're like, right, I'm, I can't do mm. this anymore. Take and a then walk. you come back the next day like, oh, actually this was really easy. That's how it yeah. works. Sometimes you do just need to walk away and calm down and come back to it. And I beat it second try. Um, I looked up some guides on the internet and they said, oh, basically just buy like a load of throwaway items mm. because mm. that will chip off some of its health in the in the whatever phase of the fight it is and it was just like it was it still wasn't working for me but then you anyway i did then up, end up beating it so i finished that game and it had a really interesting post-credit scene which makes me quite excited for what they do next whether oh. that be a dlc or whether that be a follow-up game i'm not entirely sure but you have my attention neowiz you made a fantastic video game mm -hmm. and i'm really proud of you before you carry on, there is another big game coming out this year. Actually, yeah. there's two. It's Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name. Yes. There's a Super Mario RPG. And mm. in December is Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Don't know if I'm going to play that. But yeah, it, none yeah. of those. Happening. Maybe. Maybe one of those mm. I'll play. I'll but... definitely give them a go. Mm. I might look at Avatar near the time. See yeah. how it's shaping up. Yeah. So then I jumped back into Lies of P after the fact because I was like, maybe there's some trophies I can get, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out that one of the trophies was to do an entire other playthrough. And I was uh. like, I'm not doing that. I can't. 
bring myself to I can't do that I to myself that. again. Yeah. But then I went through, you know, when I was going through some of the other areas, picking up some items for trophies for some easy ones that I'd missed. God, it's so nice going back to earlier earlier areas in games that were kicking your ass and just like blinking things out of existence. Mm -hmm. You feel so powerful. <laughs> so I'm done with Lies of P. That's done now. Uh, I also, after an intense battle, finished the Telltale series, The Expanse. Oh, yeah. I saw you were playing that. Yeah. Um, didn't like it, mm. unfortunately. Oh, no. In the end, was not really for me. I think fundamentally as a game, it was fine. But uh, story-wise, it, as I said before, relied... I think it relied more and more on you knowing about The Expanse, which I don't. Right. And so I felt more and more lost. And beyond that, even uh, a large, the, like the emotional core of the entire story hinged on a relationship that I didn't feel was developed at all. And mm. that, that did not mean anything to me at all. And all of the dialogue options towards the end were relating to that relationship. And I was like, I just feel so disconnected from what's even happening mm. uh which i think is a real shame but the fight i had is not i'm not the only one to have it um i had episode one and two on the go on ps5 and then when i went to go and access episode three it said it was unavailable oh. and then when i went into the, the when when i tried to download it from inside the game it gave me an error code oh. and then i looked it up and it turns out a lot of people on ps5 have been unable to access episode three and still Ooh. are unable to access episode three Weird. so much so that uh, telltale games have updated their how to download these episodes guide on their website and none of those things work you go i tried all the methods you go onto the game card on your ps5 and you scroll down to add-ons it still says unavailable you mm. go through the phone app it says unavailable uh fortunately the code we were gifted for this game uh included the ps4 version so i ended up having to replay chapters one and oh, two man. and i played the That's ps4 so version instead so yeah I, don't, I have no idea what's going on there. And honestly, that sort of half an hour struggle might have put me in a sour mood for mm. the for the game itself. Mm. But uh, Is it finished now? Yeah. Ah. All the episodes are out and uh, a lot of people can't get past chapter two. How long is it, like, in total? The... How long? Yeah. Uh, I think the episodes, the it, it, some of the episodes will take a little while because they give you access to, like, an entire destroyed ship where you can fly around and find right, optional yeah. salvage and stuff but mm. the last two were a lot more linear they're all about an hour long fair they're not they're not they're not huge in length that's pretty wild that that's still happening as, a, yeah. as an issue like it seems think, like telltale don't even understand why it's happening. yeah you, like clearly it's a it's a known issue if they've like updated their page and like it's mm. all over the internet and stuff like you'd think that that might happen on a you know, for a 12 hour period, like, oh, whoops, mm. someone pressed the button on our server or whatever, and it's, it's all broken. Yeah. Um, but no, like, still That's happening. That's I restored really... my PS5's licenses and everything. Oh, I deleted it, I reinstalled it, wow. it still wasn't working. So something strange is going on. Jesus, the, fan, oh, the, the fans, fans just come again. on again. Um, the, the, so I can just, I can sort of try and work out two things from this, either that this issue is affecting a small amount of players and that's why there hasn't been a lot of mm. stories written or there just aren't that many people yeah. who are playing it. Mm. And, and maybe that's why we're not hearing much. But I do hope that Telltale sticks around to, you know, see off uh, The Wolf Among Us and uh, whatever future games they make. But The Expanse yeah. was uh, was a swing and a miss for me. It's nice to have them back, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not one that I'm going to be going back They're and getting trophies They're not owned by Embracer, in. are they? Because if they are, they so, might no. get destroyed. Mm. No, I think we're safe on that. Good. On that was front. it the Wolf Among Us that um, 
the guy who wrote it, like the IP, he's just made it public domain overnight. Has he? It might not be the Wolf Among. I'm going to have to check that now. Oh. Was it called? For, I think the series is called Fable. Fables. Yeah, I don't know something. why I think it's that. It's probably not. I'm going to Google it and it'll be like something completely No, it's different. not that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf Among Us public domain. Is that everything you've played? That's everything I've played. So while Peter looks that up, how about we hop over into the review corner yes. and talk about Assassin's yeah. Creed? It is. It is. <laughs> Days after Fable's author Bill Willingham, whose work has, was adapted into Wolf Among Us, announced he had thrust the series into the public domain as a form of asymmetric warfare against DC Comics. What? The sentence <laughs> continues. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Curious. Wait, so someone else can, well, they can't make the exact game series, no. but someone could do a sort of spin-off-y thing. It's a cool universe. Yeah. I do I do like it. Um, I really like the first one. So there we are. Yes, and also I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Mirage, which we're going to talk about right now mm. in the review corner. Mm. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Review Corner. It's Ben here with Ashton Matthews. Hello, Ashton Matthews. Hello, Ben Potter. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. What a lovely corner it is. It's so nice here. Are you ready to talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage? But first, I you've am. got to say the thing. Oh, yes. Per ASA guidelines, this part of the podcast is technically an ad. However, no money was exchanged between us or Ubisoft to play this game. We were simply given a code. Yes. Thank you, ASA, thank for, you, ASA for being for that sticklers for the rules. Real quick and easy thing to say. And thank you, Ubisoft, as well. Ashton, can you tell me what this game is? Please? I can. Uh, it is a prequel to Valhalla, which was the last Assassin's Creed game that was released. It stars Basim from that game. Um, but it takes place in Baghdad as he, like, it's his origins, basically, um, how he becomes a hidden one, which is later becomes the Assassins. Um, and he's trying to take down the Order, who are on the hunt for a bunch of relics that seem to be connected to all of the weird sci-fi stuff that is is dispersed throughout all of the games. Yes. Um, and he's trying to take them down and make sure that Baghdad is a peaceful place. Yeah, because take it down, doing... make them pay. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's very similar to all the other Assassin's Creed games in the sense that you're like parkouring your way through a city, you're murdering and you're pickpocketing, pickpocketing everything um, from people. Um, it's a bit different to Valhalla, mm -hmm. though. You've given it a few hours of play, so you've, you know a little bit about it. But... Yes. Um, Obviously, Valhalla was very open. Lots of, like, big fields and not many cities to explore. Whereas this has one quite large city and then it has some desert all around it. It's very reminiscent of Origins in the way that it looks. Obviously, uh, we're not too far from Egypt, which is why it's quite similar looking um, in Baghdad. But yeah, it's, it's very pretty looking in terms of the setting and the scenery. Um, and there's lots of, like, flowers growing up, all the buildings in the city, which is very nice. Um... I do think some of the character animations are a bit weird. They're a bit dated, I think, in places. Um, like, sometimes their faces don't quite move correctly or they're just doing, like, a very generic face. There's not really much emotion behind them. But, you know, whoops, we've played Starfield. We've seen yeah, it's generic Yeah, okay. apparently faces. that's fine now. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so there's some new elements into the game. There is, a, like, a new pickpotting... Pickpocketing? I can't mm. say that. Pickpottering. Pickpottering uh, minigame, where if you try to pickpocket someone, you have to wait for your diamond to get into their diamond so that you can pickpocket without being caught. Yes. Slash pickpocket like at all. Like a timed thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's, like, a different form of quests that I think we've not seen before, where you have, like, a quest line, and then there'll be things you have to go do to get clues to do this quest. Um, it'll be things like here's a map 
go do you know where to go in this map and you're like uh not yet and then you have to do something else to be able to get a clue to go somewhere else and they're doing that really annoying thing that ubisoft seem to love to do where you have to use your uh mouse you have to use your cursor like a mouse rather than it like popping from one thing to the The other destiny menus i hate that i hate that destiny thought that was a good idea now we have to put up with it forever um there's also like this thing called the assassin focus which is the thing people weren't very sure about where at a certain point you can press r3 you can select a few people um it like increases if you do skill points uh and then basim will kind of like teleport from one to the other and kill them you unlock the ability kind of like after oh, okay. a main quest line yeah you kind of you press it you select a bunch of people and then he'll just stab teleport stab teleport stab teleport how does he teleport i don't know okay the way that they've kind of explained it outside of the game because they've not really talked about why he can teleport in the game yet is that he's his movements are too fast for the animus they can't keep up so that's why he's wow he's just too sick for yeah, technology exactly speaking of the animus there's been practically no mention of any of the future stuff that we've that's so lovely there's a bit of voiceover in the intro but that's kind of desmond's dad gets a little bit of conversation but that's about it really Mm. so far i mean obviously there's there's some sci-fi stuff going on there's stuff that like is is leading to you know what are the relics what part Mm. of the weird alien race that lived here before are they gonna mention stuff whatever Um, they're called i can't remember what they're called the old ones or the forerunners or something like that um there's like side quests and all that kind of thing there's contracts that you have to do to get coins and specific coins can be used to pay off merchants musicians or mercenaries yes if you're being too naughty yeah well not even that like if you're doing a main mission there'll be like find ways to get in and then you can use your bird to like pinpoint people around and then you can go up to someone and be like hello will you help me and they'll say yeah if you've got a coin and if you've not got a coin you just can't get the help you have to find another way to do it so there is normally i think the most i've seen is two options of like do you pay this guy or do you go and just like talk to these other people instead um i haven't got any coins because you have to get them by doing contracts and i think i've done two contracts so far and I haven't got any merchant coins and I haven't got any uh, mercenary coins. I've only got ones I can give to musicians. Okay. And they're just kind of... They'll stand outside of a like fortress and they'll play the play the guitar or whatever. Mm. And one time I was like waiting for all the guards to go and get distracted. And I was just stood on one side of the wall. A guard jumps over a wall to come and see this musician play spots me and then I lose the, the thing or like we can't be caught and do you I hear that caught. it's music I yeah. think it's coming from over this yeah. wall and then he just falls in front of me and he's like what are you doing here and I'm like what, what do you mean I'm not even in the restricted area why am I in trouble now but apparently I was close enough to the wall right. to, to be there and then there's a thing called Tales of Baghdad okay. which are like things you can kind of find around the map but you know what's really annoying about these so. is that you can get the mission like you can pick it up but then it doesn't come up on your like mission feed thing so it doesn't tell you what you have to do okay so there was one that was this guy was being like please find all of the pages to my book and i'm like where are they and i'm wandering around i can't figure out where i'm supposed to go and then i finally see one on the roof of somewhere that then floats off somewhere else and i can't like make this a quest an active quest and then it was just i was getting really annoyed i was like why am i not allowed to select this and like track this quest it's 
kind of silly. Mm. But those are, I've only found one so far, and I've been right. to like four different areas. So, okay. yeah, there's a few of those. And then the other, you know, there's the typical Assassin's Creed jank, like some mm. of the parkouring. I feel like if you're not shouting at the character at least once every five minutes, you're not yeah. playing an Assassin's Creed That's game. very true, yes. You know, he's like jumping up a wall, or he's like falling down, but not quite falling. And I'm like... What are you doing? Or he's yeah. not going the way I want him to. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't believe that, that that these things still happen in Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, and and it is interesting because we've been in big open worlds for mm-hmm. the past few games, and this is the the first return to a more concentrated area, and, yeah. and it's really sort of showing that. Oh yeah, they didn't really iterate on that free running yeah. all that much, did they? It's still kind of a bit wonky. Exactly. Sometimes. I played Assassin's Creed two like two months ago, and I'm I still have very similar issues with the parkour right. now as I was having in Assassin's Creed two, and I know that they can't like make every bit of parkour perfect, and it's like you know you can't have an entire map full of like perfect parkour moves and stuff but it does it is frustrating sometimes there's one specific like big rock that's made out of a bunch of bricks and in my mind i can climb that with yeah. all the bricks that are poking Easy. out but i have to go to a specific place for basim to climb up it because apparently he can't just randomly pick out a rock and climb up it. i had a similar thing i was being followed by an npc and i went to climb up uh the, like there was there was sort of like a what's it called like a um flipping out what am i trying to say not stairs a slope yes um yeah. there was like a wooden beam that was going up to mm-hmm. a platform and i was like i'll just climb up on the platform bit and basim would jump all the way up to like just there and then he'd go nah that's too high and the guy i was with was just are we going up here and he just hopped up like, yeah. why can't you do that <laughs> Why can't you do that? Yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah. I also, me and uh, Kieran got stuck behind the same ladder. Oh, really? Kieran sent a video last night of his character like stuck behind a ladder in yeah. like a training area that you get sent to quite early on. And I was like, that is literally the same ladder that I managed to get stuck on the other side of. and <laughs> had to like just keep jumping until it released me. because oh, no. Yeah. Um, and like some of the dialogue sounds really stilted and like strange. Like when you talk to a merchant, they'll be like, hello, how are you? And he'll be like, peace be with you. And I'm like, what's happening? Why are we having this weird conversation? Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Well, this is it now. Ubisoft have got AI to write mm-hmm. uh, to write a, um, NPC dialogue, haven't they? they so have. this is this might be it. It's what the robots think we say. Yes. Um, I quite like that sometimes they just speak in Arabic. Um, occasionally they'll just be talking to them in Arabic or they'll mm-hmm. just use Arabic words, which is nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, some of the dialogue recording is just weird mm-hmm. and part of me thinks like if you told me oh yeah they're ai voices i would almost believe you because they just sound so strange right, just, just a bit flat yeah um and sometimes the stealth is a bit jank like i'll be somewhere and i can see that they're not looking at me and suddenly they're like hey you over there and i'm like what do you mean i've not done anything <laughs> i'm just hiding in these bushes i don't understand exactly um but yeah i think if you liked the original assassin's creed games mm-hmm. That's very much a return to form of that. Like, there's not massive open world sections. There is, like, a big wilderness area. But even then, like, that area doesn't take very long to traverse at all. Like, it's, like, a thousand meters. You get on a horse, you're going to be there really quick. So I think that, like, it's nice to have a slightly smaller map to explore um i like the fact that we're roaming around a city that's so much more interesting to me than just here's our field in england um and i just think it yeah that's is a nice return to form and if you like the first assassin's creed it might scratch that itch i don't necessarily think the story or the characters are particularly compelling or interesting but it does play like an assassin's creed game so it does i've only played a tiny bit of it and i've i've liked what i've played so mm-hmm. far it does remind me of the older games yes um i will say like i'm, I'm gonna 
I'm going to eat my words here a little bit, eat mm. my own hat, because the day that they stop making Assassin's Creed games quite regularly, I think I'll miss them. Yeah. Even though for the longest time I've been like, bloody Ubisoft releasing an Assassin's Creed game every year or every two years and then they're only getting bigger and we can't mm-hmm. do And they've given us this and it's taken a little while to come out and it's like, yeah, I like this. Yeah. But I'm going to be sad when they're gone because yeah. I have a feeling that we won't be getting these forever even though it felt like we would. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one the one angle that I do quite like is that because it is a, a Basim origin story, he, he has literally just joined the assassins and the yeah. assassins are plentiful. Like yeah. in the other games, it doesn't feel like you meet all that many assassins. Whereas here, there are assassins bloody everywhere. Yeah. And that's quite refreshing. That's quite a nice change of pace. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're there in force. Yeah. And one thing that you can see in your menu is like your rank within the assassins. And yes. it starts off and you're basically baby, yeah. baby assassin. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to playing more of the story and seeing how, you know, Basim rises up the ranks and yeah. what happens with that. And when does he go off to England to see uh, I- Ivar? Yeah. Ivor? Eivor. Eivor, yeah. one of them. Um, I think, yeah, it's good because the map like leads you around. You can go certain areas when you're an assassin, like apprentice or initiate hmm. there's like different like obviously like the difficulty level but it's not kind of a level up in the sense of like you naturally level up by just like doing quests I think as in like just doing other stuff hmm. I think you level up in the story so it's kind of like you do this next bit of the story and then maybe you'll become an apprentice rather yeah. than it being like done a bunch of stuff and now you're top level and you've not done any of the storylines mm-hmm. so yeah also you do level up you do level and up there the is skill tree oh it's so lovely it's so small it's such a small skill tree and that's so, so nice there's like three paths yeah. and they're linear and it's like this is great yeah. this is can we can we go back to and this please and you get please? skills actual quite things. often as well like, and the things you spend them on are actual rewards yes, as well yeah, you know it's it good, good stuff uh, so if you're an assassin Creed fan mm-hmm. a recommendation yes I would say so yeah I'd like to say, I don't know if it's going to keep everyone's uh, attention for as long as I think maybe they would have liked it to mm-hmm. but I do think it is a good entry in the series and I do think and it is going to scratch the original fans of the game uh, yeah. their riches for an Assassin's Creed game fantastic well Assassin's Creed Mirage is out right now on mm-hmm. pretty much everything mm-hmm. I think uh, probably not Switch not Switch uh, so you can go and get it. I believe it's on PS4 and Xbox One as well on the is, older yeah, older consoles. So you can go and give that a go right now. It's available. Thank you, Ubisoft, for sending us a code. Mm-hmm. Should we go back to the podcast? Yes, let's. Well, it's time for question two now. Wasn't that a delightful review corner, eh? Yeah, thanks, I had a Ashton. great time. Thanks, Ashton. No problem. Uh, this question comes from David Lever. Hello, ABP. There's been a recent controversy surrounding this collectibles maker, Gaming Heads, and their decision to destroy a load of products, including unshipped orders, apparently at the behest of Sony. What do BAP think about this? And do you think it's better for developers to partner with ex- expert third parties to create side products or to try to keep things in-house for simplicity's sake? If you've not seen this, uh, they are a statue maker, like a, sorry, a collectible maker, um, and their statues range from $17 to $2,000. Oh. Um, and they do a bunch of different That's games. That's more than a car. It is more than a car. Um, and yeah, so they've had a bunch of orders that they've just decided to cancel. And then they put a uh, statement out that is... It's interesting, and then you see the replies to their tweet, and it gets even more interesting. Um, on this, the last of us day, we regret to inform you that Sony PlayStation Collect, you and the Sony PlayStation Collecting community, that Sony has told us to destroy all of our Sony PlayStation merchandise, including in-stock items from the Last of Us Part Two, Ellie statues, Jack statues, 
uh, God of War statues, busts, etc. Items ready to ship to you, like Sly Cooper Statue Edition. Items in production and items in development and ready to launch. Yes, that also includes destroying items that you've paid for and are waiting to ship to you. Um, all of our all of our other items are fine and not affected by Sony PlayStation's decisions. We've worked with Sony PlayStation for more than 10 years to bring you some of the best video game collectibles and have been trying hard to get them to change their mind. But now, but no, sorry, they know you have paid your hard-earned money for the, for the items that, that are ready to ship to you or that are in production. But unfortunately, after doing all that we can, they have told us not to ship your orders to you. Our business priorities remain unchanged. was a recent direct quote from Sony, apparently. Yes, this is Sony PlayStation's decision, not ours. We want to ship you your busts, but Sony PlayStation does not allow it. They've already received royalty payments from your orders that Sony PlayStation now wants us to destroy and not ship to you. We sincerely apologize if you find yourself in in this completely avoidable situation, but please contact Judy Ward, which is the commercial partnerships manager, and then they've given her email out in this statement. This is the their their contact at Sony. Yeah. Um, about your now cancelled orders, payments, refunds, etc., and what they will do for you. This is a team at Sony PlayStation that require the destruction of items that you have ordered, paid for, and on which Sony PlayStation Sony PlayStation have already received royalties from you, but will now not allow us to ship orders to you. Then they basically say that um, Sony PlayStation's old tagline that they are for the players, but given their recent decision that they know adversely affects those in collecting in the collecting community, willing to spend more on Sony PlayStation merchandise than the actual console, we are now not so sure. That's true. Um, so yeah, they, they've they cancelled a bunch of the orders, but they've also told them to destroy any that are already ordered. And then people replying to the tweets being like, um, but I've already paid for my thing. They've been like, as we've said many, many, many times, yeah. this is Sony's decision. We will endeavor to get the money back to you if we can. So there's kind of, yeah, it's a big drama, big old drama. Hmm. Um, Sony has yet to comment on this. No. And there's, the more you look into this, the, the fact that that email or that that tweet, sorry, reads extremely unprofessionally, that yeah. they, they were just out so their their contact at Sony like that mm-hmm. sort of sets off some alarm bells like yeah. this doesn't this doesn't seem right and perhaps there's a reason why a Sony are the, cutting ties yeah a lot of their replies to replies to that tweet did not seem did not scream professional if mm. I'm being completely honest yeah. um so yeah you I mean you had a look at their trust pilot yeah do you want to hear some trust pilot reviews oh, for this for this website I. uh they currently have a 1.8 out of 5 uh and they have 89% of their reviews are one star mm-hmm. Uh, just awful says Scott Scott Pilgrim wow wow I've been collecting statues for almost 10 years I have well over 40 plus statues and figures this is by far the absolute worst company that I have ever had to deal with their customer service is trash every time I submit a ticket uh, I have to hope they respond to me my payments always fail for specific orders even though uh, other orders go through just fine and the payments are so irregular it feels like they literally only take payments from me when they want to do not recommend Jeff Meyer says, one star, against my better judgment, I did not. That's the subtitle. And then he says it again. Heed the warning of others and went ahead and tried to order from the website. As soon as I entered my credit card information, I was met with a suspicious activity notification from my bank. Nervous I had been scammed, I went ahead and cancelled my order. I was charged immediately and the order hasn't even shipped. I tried reaching out to customer support to ask why uh, why I've been charged and when I can expect a refund, but no answer. I've cancelled my card and will be filing a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. No matter how much you want to order from this website, don't. 
Another one-star review from Simone. Scammers, they keep your money and run. It's almost a month that I am battling with their customer support. An order was cancelled and I should have received a refund. They only sent part of it and the rest is nowhere to be seen. I have received only half of my money back and they keep saying they sent everything. Take your business elsewhere. Awful customer service and very steep prices for the quality offered. It goes on yeah. like that. Lots of one-stars. Someone replied to their tweet saying, I ordered something in October 2020 and I'm still waiting on it. One of the replies on Twitter was like something they had ordered in 2016 or yeah. something. Yeah. And it was oh like it God. still hadn't hadn't come out. So you're starting to get at the picture so we have here a that, <laughs> that that potentially Sony said, "Hey, you guys are making us look really bad. Yeah. You, we are revoking your right to use our license. Mm -hmm. You legally now have to destroy that stuff." And a lot of people are replying to the their tweet and rightfully pointing out that, "Hey, you are the." You're, you can't send us to the license holder to get a refund. Yeah. You're the people who sold it to us. Mm. Some Someone from Germany there, who and obviously they have very strict laws about this kind of stuff, rightly pointed out that you're going to be in a lot of trouble if you do not refund people because yeah. the contractual obligation is with you because you sold it to yeah. us, etc. So, yeah, this sucks for everyone who had something pre-ordered, but it uh, from the reviews that we're seeing and the reaction... That you know that they've had by posting this seemingly very unprofessional statement, mm -hmm. you sort of get you get an idea of what the story is. Yeah, as you say, putting a, a contact a, a Sony contact to say, well, if you want your your refund, best contact them is just that is not only massively unprofessional to just put someone's email out like that, but it, it also makes no sense because the money is with you. So why are you? I think they're trying to do it because Sony take payments of yeah. royalties straight yeah. from the payments. So I assume that they're saying that they keep saying we're going to try and get them like give you your refunds back even if Sony don't give us our money back. I think that they're hoping that if people pester this woman enough yeah, that they'll, they'll give them it. the money back mm. that like Sony takes. But, but they're probably contractually they're probably like they're probably well within their rights to have taken that money. Yeah. Like yeah. They Sony wouldn't make a move here. I wouldn't have thought that they that they would then have to back. Well, out. this is the other thing is that you know I've seen some people say like hmm, bit suspicious. Like even if this company is is you know not performing as Sony wants, like Sony shouldn't just like overnight suddenly you know say destroy everything. Well, you know, is... but but that won't be what's happened. No, I think Sony's probably been contacting this company for weeks or months mm -hmm. saying look you really need to like book your ideas up like we've given you a license and look at all this like performance if you don't improve mm. by x date what we are going to do is you, you will have to destroy everything including orders so like they will have had warning it's not like they've suddenly no. gone like oh but like they didn't even let us like they're not even let us fulfill orders that have been made it's like well they probably told you in good time if we are forced to tell you to destroy everything and revoke your license, that will also apply to orders that are, you know, yeah. uh, that have been made. So well, I think that's very strange. Like having to, like I've been previously, they've been like, oh, well, we're stopping selling these. They'll still, you know, finish the orders. I think it's very strange. They've been told to destroy things that mm. are currently ordered. If they're yeah. like, it could be that it's such an acrimonious anymore. split that it's Maybe. like that's you, I mean, you, yeah. that's it. You've squandered this, and you do not. We don't want anything. You, even yeah. if you have stock, we don't want you to sell it. Yeah. You don't have the right anymore. Get rid of it. And it will be in the agreement, probably. That well, I say probably, it almost certainly will be in the agreement that they've made that like Sony reserve the right to say if there's a massive breach, mm. we can tell you overnight to do that because yeah. otherwise. 
Sony wouldn't do it because it yeah. wouldn't be legal to do so. Yeah. But to answer the second part of your mm. question, David, regarding uh, whether they should be sent out to third parties or to try to keep them in-house, I think it's good that third-party distributors are given the opportunity to make this kind of stuff. Um, I think that, I mean, some people, I don't know if they have the licenses. You know when, like, you see Final Fantasy seven like, busts and it's, like, Tifa bent over? Sure, right. You yeah. know, like I have a feeling that those might be official. Though, well, that's right. Like I have, a, I have a feeling. Unfortunately, I think those I was, might be real. They what know what people also want. thinking about. But um, there's like sometimes we see things that are like a, a bit sexy, and you think, do you have to have a license for that, or have mm. you just made that? You know what is I mean? It, like, is it a Japanese game? Really, yeah. is the question. But see, like when like we uh, well, Cat sent Philip a Leon Kennedy candle. Yes. Yeah, and it's like. Have you just made that yourself? How do you not get I, sued? I think so, but, yeah. You can do stuff like Etsy's a Wild West, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. I think it's good that third-party distributors are given the opportunity to make gaming merch or mm. collectible stuff because it just adds more variety into what you can get. Because if it's just up to Sony, they'll be like, would you like 500-pound statue? That's all you get yep. on mm. it. But That's like it. I like obviously there's merch that goes out to like you know insert coin for example yeah or yeah. like what is it four players or four gamers like Something do like a that, do a yeah. lot of PlayStation stuff you Just see for, in the supermarkets for figures as well yeah, yeah. a lot Some of Crash and Spyro ones, yeah. like if you go to Tesco Hot, for example you see Assassin's Creed uh, pajamas yeah. or you'll see uh, uh, an Xbox branded pencil case yeah and that won't be made by Xbox so. But it is official. Yeah. So I think it's not it's not a bad thing to send it out to other people and give them the license to make stuff. Yeah. But obviously it does if it results in something like this, which is not very common, then yeah. obviously there is a downside. If you do it, if it's thing. so premium, you want to make sure you have the right partner. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's a bad apple, unfortunately, and uh that that might make someone be quite reactionary and say like, oh, well, maybe like these companies should just do their own stuff and not give it to third parties. And like, well, no, like I think as long as it's with good companies and, you know, mm. maybe they need to do a bit more research, a bit more, uh, you know, wait until someone's proved themselves. But somebody's got a track record of having sold, you know, they've not yet done a deal with Sony, but they've been selling, act for example, Activision uh, game characters or Ubisoft or something. And like they've been doing a really good job. Then Sony might go, oh, yeah, OK, well, you can have our license, our license too. Um, but, yeah, it's unfortunate in this case that uh, this has happened. But, yeah, I think third parties can... <coughs> can do a good job and should be allowed to do a good job. Yep. I agree. I agree. Shall we do something a little strange? Yes. Yes, let's. Something about the news? Oh, sure. It's time for weird news. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. If you'd like to submit some weird gaming news to us, you can do so on the relevant social media platform when we put the post out on a... Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, however, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to become a podcast producer by going to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and signing up at the appropriate tier. Just like G.Y. Goliath, Nicole Hansen, Duncan Wilson, Katie Garrett or Jarrett, Eric Siu, Potato Shack 99, Melody Elbonette, Nexus Polaris, Gabrielle Philippic, Blake Thomas, Janet Wicks, Wicks, Wicks. And Nicholas Rice. Nicholas Rice. Thank you, podcast. Thank producers. you, podcast producers. Thank you so much, Peter. You got some news there for I us. I have. It was submitted by Lloyd Williams on Lloyd. Facebook, who I think may have been a top fan. I didn't actually take notes. Sounds like a top fan to me. Top yeah, fan. I recognise the name. That's a top <laughs> fan. Um, according to Kotaku.com, written by Ethan Gach. The sort of second in command for um, weird news. Over yeah, mm. are we tolerating Luke? Yeah, isn't he? Because he was naughty. Isn't I don't know. I actually, I haven't, I haven't seen any articles by Luke Blunkett for a long time. I don't mm. Yeah, and also I don't follow him on Twitter anymore, so no. I don't know what he's doing. No, I don't know. FBI indicts Wall Street banker for doing crimes <gasps> on Xbox 360. Doing oh. crimes. Doing crimes. A banker doing crimes. Unheard of. A former Goldman Sachs trader allegedly used Xbox chat to share insider tips. Oh my God, how <laughs> stupid. <Yeah. laughs> Um, here we go. A newly unsealed FBI indictment accuses a former analyst at Goldman Sachs of insider trading, including allegedly using an Xbox to pass tips on to his close friends. The friend group earned over $400,000 in ill-gotten gains as a result, federal prosecutors claim. There's no tracing Xbox 360 chat, the analyst allegedly told his friend who was worried they might be discovered <laughs> in a chat that was obviously <laughs> traced. Yeah. He appears to have made a grave miscalculation. I don't understand stocks and trading. Like It all seems like crimes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. it does. Even it legally, wrong. it seems mm. like crimes. The FBI arrested Anthony Vigiano and alleged, <laughs> you have to say it like that. Do you? Yeah. And alleged co conspirator Christopher Salamone, <laughs> charging them with securities, fra securities fraud on September 28th. Mm -hmm. Vigiano is accused of using his previous position at Goldman Sachs to share trading tips with Salamone and others. So you're not allowed to talk, like, to give advice to people? Well, it's not advice, though. It's like, it's it's a bit like. I think it's a bit well, like throwing... Oh, I've heard that this stock's going to go yeah. up. Yeah, oh, so... you may want to invest in this, by the way. Right. There's going to be an acquisition tomorrow. It's the it's the stuff that Yuji Naka got. Right. Know, Sonic's yeah. dad got yeah, thrown yeah, away yeah, yeah, for. Yeah. It's a bit like throwing a boxing match, like telling everyone to bet against you. and then. Is it like what happened to GameStop? Um, no. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask us what it was, we wouldn't be able to no, tell. We can tell you <laughs> what it is. But it isn't that. But <laughs> okay, it, cool. There's a film about it now. We should all just go and watch that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Bloomberg reports this is the fifth incident in recent years of a person associated with the investment bank allegedly using their position to do crimes, it says again. <laughs> Stop doing crimes. I don't think there's any further mention of Xbox 360. It sounds like at least some of this insider info was shared on Microsoft's high-tech, ultra-secure gaming pro- platform. And now the the, the article is... Fro- oh, no, it's working again. Okay. Um Signal, or like Xbox 360 chat, there's no tracing that. Good luck ever finding that, Vigiani allegedly told Salomone. What's his gamer tag? Do we know? Uh, no. It's not crime. Not yeah. doing crime. <laughs> 69. So, I mean, at worst, we're talking worst case scenario. Maybe I said something in, like, the very first message to Steve, but that's the worst case, is is what he said. Again, the, oh. it's not scrolling anymore. Like Kotaku's. Oh. Well, then let's it's just broken. let's just yeah. speculate wildly. Do you reckon he had to exhaustively type that out using the D pad, or he bought yeah. one of those accessories where he could type in a little keyboard? I think he did a D pad. Oh, you yeah. reckon? No, I He'd be there he, for hours. He used the uh, the stick like, oh, to move it like a stick. cursor. You don't oh, yeah. type with the stick. Yeah. I think they did it just while playing Halo Reach multiplayer. Yeah. Um, just over over voice chat. Yeah, if anything, do it over voice chat. Like, yeah. if you're not just, now because not they're now, recording that stuff now. Um, don't do crime. Don't do crimes. Um, but yeah, do it over voice chat if you yeah. do it. Come on, Dummy. or like just just meet up, just have yeah. a chat yeah. under yeah. a bay. under a bridge. Yeah, in trench coats. Yes. Mm. Yeah. In Nothing a ca- multi-story car park. <laughs> yes, just sexy, sexy trench coat crimes. Just give some insider <laughs> information and then go. So there you go. Yeah, hope you enjoyed that information. Flash! Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, I'm hearing about new stocks that are happening. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to come over to two guys just wearing trench coats yeah. to find no. out what they're just, doing. Just bumping wangs in the corner it's of the car park doing crimes. It's fine. Yeah. Which actually, no, that is a crime. You could probably be arrested for yeah, that as much yeah. as the. I think if you're not fla- if you're not flashing someone, like if you're just wearing a coat with nothing underneath, as long as you're not showing no. everyone that you're not wearing yeah, anything underneath, yeah, that's technically it's not legal, a crime. I guess you're still covered up. That's true. Where do the decency laws end? It's no right. different than a woman wearing a dress with nothing underneath. That's yeah. disgusting. Right to jail. Yeah. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Maybe if they'd both worn dresses with nothing underneath. Yeah. Then maybe that, that would have been have. fine. <sighs> yeah. It's confusing, isn't it? Mm. What's legal and what isn't? Who knows? Not that. No. Is the, is the answer. But the GameStop thing was. Yes. Until until it. the ones that, that usually make all the money that were losing the money said, hey, stop that. Mm. And then it did stop. And that feels illegal. Yeah. And I think it was. But nothing's been done. Or has it? I'm not sure I anymore. don't know. I don't understand it. It's weird. It's just like a video game, but with actual money, isn't it? Yeah. Lots of squirrels. Lots of squirrels. <laughs> exactly. We got Ashton. I have some news from Jonathan Wong, top fan. Uh, it comes from timeextension.com by Jack Yarwood. And guess what, guys? Yeah. It's random. random. Um, it's been a while. Rotted skull of 3DO Doom's cyber demon sells on eBay for over $1,000. Oh, my goodness. This Rotted skull. thing is horrible. Would yeah. you like to see a picture? Yes, yes. please. Oh. That's nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And presumably, presumably they used to have... It used to look like a cyber demon yeah. with flesh on. So yeah. rotted, it's the the plastic the is perished. Yeah? Off, okay. yeah. um, the cyber demon slash Baron of Hell's skull, constructed for global effects for 3DO Doom's missing FMV cutscenes, has just oh, sold wow. on eBay for over one thousand dollars. 
proving that one man's rotted fiberglass head is another man's treasure. I didn't know there were missing FMV cutscenes. Mm. Me cool. neither. In case you've n- never heard the story, the creation of Doom 3DO was mired in development issues, with the CEO of Art Data, the company responsible for the 1995 port, promising a string of new features in the media. Wa- in the media, whilst misleading while misleading its programmer Rebecca Heinemann on just how much work needed to be done to get it to market. This led the poor programmer, who had initially only been brought on to finish the project, to have to develop an entire brand new port in just 10 weeks, dropping many of the the additions CEO had promised consumers. Chief among them was the the addition of live-action cutscenes, which featured the use of professionally-made cyber demon suits. So this is what it should look like. Oh, that's arguably looks worse. That's horrible. Oh, blimey. So sorry. Just smacked the mic off. Um... The skull of the cyber demon has become a little worse for wear over the years, with the foam latex rotting away, leaving behind only the fiberglass skull and horns. Nevertheless, this hasn't stopped an individual named Twist C from nabbing the head in a recent eBay auction for over $1,000 for its historical value. Um, Then Twist C messaged them, informing them of the purchase. Um, That's them as in the, the... Time extension. Hmm. I just acquired the helmet via a busy auction. I was sniped on the auction and was down and out. And then a few days later, I was given the offer at the second highest bidder as the first one didn't pay. I know like five 3DO collectors who would have threw way more money at it than I did, but every one of them had car payments and other stuff. So I lucked out. (laughs) It does seem quite cheap for such a significant relic, doesn't it? This one's so gross. That is really horrible. Well, what would you do with it? It's a weird shape. Yeah, would you mount it over your fireplace or something? Uh, it's the teeth, the like weirdly fleshy teeth. Mm, shiny. Um, apparently, they do not intend to restore it back to its former glory, but would rather keep it as it is to prefer preserve its authenticity. Mm. Cool. God, it's just vile. It's really hideous. That's what happens to all the old, anything made of foam that you loved in the yeah. 1980s and 90s. Yeah. Otis the Aardvark, he looks like that now, I also like that it's... Mr. Blobby. It, like the inside of the rules boss hat. We yeah. know it's starting yeah. to happen to that as yeah. well. It's perishing. Mm. Um, I like that the the skull is placed on top of a CRT TV mm. next to a PlayStation 2 with a bunch of like teddy bears on top of it. Mm. Yeah, stuff. so is that is that it in That's now. the owner's home? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought 3DO collectors would live way better than that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they well, spend all, all their money on 3DO stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like I just, it needs to be in like a case or something. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It on a plinth. safe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's weird. It is weird. weird. I have got some weird news. This comes courtesy of three people on Twitter. Aaron Akaski, It's Very Hot in New Mexico, and Cameron Keywood. This is an article from Kotaku by Isaiah Colbert. WWE's Randy Orton paid someone $1,000 to level up his Elden Ring character. Oh, this was the article that kept getting submitted, yes, like last night. And I, when I turned on Twitter, they'd got rid of all the links. I just thought someone was just sending us pictures. Yeah, just of loads of pictures of Randy Orton. Yeah, I hate that. It's like, what's going on? It's no secret that the crossover between video games and professional re- Okay, but, and between uh, video games and professional wrestling, be it through the hilarious signs fans bring to events or the intricate wardrobe stars wear into the ring, is a strong oh. one. As such, it's hardly surprising to learn that WWE's Randy Orton is an avid gamer who plays Elden Ring on his tour bus between events and once paid someone buku bucks to help him level up his character. Buku, buku bucks. bucks. He could have gotten a rotting skull is for that Is that some money. kind of Bitcoin? A buku, buku buck. Buck. Yes, I'll give you 12 buku bucks. 
In a recent broadcast from The Insiders, a behind-the-scenes wrestling livestream Twitch channel hosted by the former WWE tag team duo Brennan Williams and Mansoor Al-Shahail, aka formerly Marseille and Mansoir, the pair revealed that Orton once approached them before an episode of Monday Night Raw to tell them how much he enjoys playing From Software's brutal yet beautiful open uh, action role-playing game. Didn't we know this? Have, haven't we had an article about how much he loved Elden Ring before? I think so, but yeah, like, not that he paid money no, for no, someone no. else. However, Orton's affinity for the hellish open-world Soulsborne game didn't necessarily derive from the grind its early act demanded out, out of players to survive its punishing early boss fights. In fact, Orton disliked having to level up so much that he opted to avoid it entirely by paying someone $1,000 to give him a bunch of runes, which act as the game's currency and experience points, so that he could level up his character immediately. Yeah, it's flipping hard. I paid a guy 1000 bucks to give me infinite runes so I could level up to 100 right away, Orton said. Accord. 1,000 buku bucks? Yeah. That's a lot of money for some runes. Williams chimed in, adding that Orton told them, I love that game though, it's awesome, but no, I couldn't deal with that bull flip, so I just paid a guy to give me a bunch of runes. Uh, here's a dramatic reinterpretation of that conversation from the Insider's official TikTok. I'm not going to play that. Uh, and then it goes on to talking about how Ring hard is. Elden Ring is and where you can play it. Uh, so there we are. Weird. Randy Orton, pay to win aficionado. He's got the wow. money for it. Yeah. yeah. Plus the thing, it is a lot of money, but then also if you're a superstar. Yeah. I'm just then. thinking, a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's I, I could I have mean. done that for him. Yeah. It's yeah. so easy to save scum in that game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? You exactly. drop the runes to a friend, they back up their save. You back up your save, you read down you drop it back and forth. Like that. How did this person get in like, contact, in contact with Randy, Randy Orton? They definitely were selling them on eBay and he was just like, yeah. yeah. A thousand pounds. A thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, Why I would don't you get pay it. I mean, and like I say, you know you can, but whoever walked over that a thousand bucks, buku bucks, they're going to be like, <laughs> Does Liza P have multiplayer? No. Oh, well, unfortunately. You could have got in touch with Randy and got so. some buku bucks. Yeah. Hey, hey, Randy. Hey. Got any more buku He's bucks? He's not wrestling at the moment, so maybe you're playing Lies of P, and I could drop you some uh, ergo in exchange for buku bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just 200 buku bucks. There we are. That's my weird news. Oh, Thank you, everyone, for submitting it. your weird news. Shall we move on to the big discussion? Yes. yes. It's big discussion time, time for the big discussion, which this week comes courtesy of Cameron Keywood. Thank you, Cameron. Hi, Bap. While it's never been a Hi. more exciting time to be a gamer, it seems like there has never been a worse time to be a game developer, as many studios have recently announced layoffs. Even before the pandemic, the video game sector was hailed as larger than combined film music industries. <clears throat> Post-pandemic, it has continued to thrive, with the UK gaming market alone estimated at over £7 billion. However, in the last month alone, alone, seven studios have cut jobs, with UK publisher Team 17 and Naughty Dog being the latest, ex latest examples as of writing. Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney revealed in a public email that they had overspent on investments in Fortnite's growth, making layoffs necessary, and that they want to embrace the metaverse. Why do you think these layoffs keep happening? Is it just pure greed by corpo bigwigs, or are there other reasons? Kind regards, Cameron J. Keywood. I've got uh, a few examples, and this isn't even all of the layoffs that we've had recently, no. so here we go from Eurogamer. Today, Sega announced it had cancelled Hyenas in a financial update. It blamed the decision on lower profitability of the European region, which had caused it to review its project portfolio. The resulting action will be to cancel Hyenas and some unannounced titles under development, Sega wrote. Then we go to Creative Assembly's Twitter, the developers of Hyenas. 
campaigners, we have made the incredibly difficult decision to begin a redundancy consultation process in some areas of our UK operations alongside ending development of hyenas. We have always aimed to operate as a people-first studio that is foundational to our values and culture. While we must go through this incredibly difficult process, we will prioritise supporting our people at every step. Then we go to Kotaku. Epic Games Inc., the company behind global mega-hit Fortnite, the Epic Game Store, and the wildly popular Unreal Engine, is laying off 16% of its current workforce. This report, first coming from Bloomberg's Jason, Shri Jason Schreier, sees almost 900 employees losing their jobs. Jason Schreier is always in the mix, isn't he? He knows. He's, always, he's, there. he's the guy. He's always there with the drama. A uh, couple of uh, additional points to raise here in relation to this one. Epic Games has announced plans to increase the price of Fortnite V-Bucks and some real money content packs. And Fortnite brings back Share the Wealth emote on same day as mass layoffs. We then go to Eurogamer. <laughs> Team 17's company restructure is expected to see layoffs across the business, Eurogamer now understands, on top of deep cuts to the company's QA department reported yesterday. The Verge. Naughty Dog is reportedly cutting some of its contracted staff. According to a Kotaku report, the Sony-owned studio is not renewing the contracts of around 25 temporary workers across numerous departments, with quality assurance staff primarily affected. Full-time staff were apparently not impacted. I've also taken a few screenshots here from the, if you search layoff on gamesindustry.biz, I'm going to have to read it up close because it's tiny. Uh, Activision, this is from the past couple of weeks. Activision Blizzard reportedly cuts 10 from Hearthstone team. Roblox lays off 30 staff. Crystal Dynamics latest embrace a studio to suffer layoffs beam dog lays off 26 employees ascendant studios lays off about 45 percent of its workforce wasn't there another one that closed down this week as well? uh i think so yeah I, I haven't got that in my list yeah. but uh, obviously our thoughts are with all the affected staff uh, mm -hmm. this is obviously awful um and it it does seem to happen like this every year but it really the past couple of weeks have been yeah. nuts. It's been like every day someone's sending a new thing being like, oh, look, more layoffs. And yeah. it's it's kind of, we, we're all kind of saying like, we don't know what's going on, but we feel like everyone knows something that we don't know. Well, it's like they're preparing for some yeah. like COVID-2 or yeah. something, you know? The thing is, it's important to know, I mean, this doesn't necessarily, the fact is the, the layoffs are happening either way, but it's, in terms of timing, it's important to note that the fiscal year in America yeah. ends on the 30th of September. Mm -hmm. It starts on the 1st of October. So the reason that perhaps a lot of these are all happening at the same time might be because, you know, people are sitting down, looking at the accounts, looking at what's happening in the coming financial year, and therefore making those decisions here and now. But that aside, even if these had been spread across the whole of 2023, it still would have been like, Man, it's been a bit of a rough year, 2023, hasn't it, for layoffs? Mm. So the timing is only part of the story. And the fact is that a lot of layoffs have happened this fiscal year. Mm. So, uh, I mean, you know, Cameron asked the question, why do you think this is happening? Is it corporate bigwigs or other reasons? I think probably it's going to vary case to case. I mean, Epic Games give their reason as they overspent uh, and uh, they want to uh, invest in the metaverse for some reason. What yeah. is that? I don't know. It's, it's a not a thing. But um, so that might be their reason, but I can't imagine that every one of these other companies has overspent. They might have had, you know, uh, less revenue or they're, they're changing tact in terms of like what they want to develop in future. And or they're like, part of Embracer. Or they're part of Embracer and Embracer's like, yeah. oh, whoops, we own too much. Embracer um, Group is absolutely the fault of corporate bigwigs. Yeah. Like that's... Mm. That's corpo greed. Right? Yeah. 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 When it's like Crystal Dynamics are getting rid of a bunch of employees. They only just bought them. They yeah. literally just got bought and then Embracer Group were like, 
Sorry, the Saudis didn't give us two billion dollars, so you're going to have to fire some people. Yeah. Um, Bastards. So it's going to vary case by case, but uh, it it is just, it's it's, uh, a shame to hear, isn't it? Worse worse than a shame to Mm. hear. I do hope that it's not indicative of like an actual crash crash or crisis kind of coming within the industry um it, it might just be that unfortunately a lot of companies happen to have made some pretty poor decisions this year or yeah. maybe yeah. there's some financial phenomenon that says like x number of years after something like covid you tend to have this happen i don't yeah. know why it's all happening to a lot of people Sega, the, time, it's the, the hyenas one is the craziest one yeah. for me because that game was so close to release and they've just been like I'm yeah. going to pull the plug on that. Yeah. And that is a live service game. Mm-hmm. And I think that highlights the the danger of putting all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to say. I feel like we've seen a lot of it, like a rise of live service games. And it does feel like every time we see one, something bad shall follow. Yeah. Uh, it's like a bad omen. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for Fortnite being like the optimum live service game. And if that's struggling, mm. then it only goes to show that like everywhere else is also going to struggle because Fortnite is so successful and so big and has made so much money yeah. that if they're having to make layoffs, then what hope has anyone else got? I think it probably is partly that they are still printing money. But yeah, I was going to say, str- yeah. struggling is, yeah. is, is a relative term. Well, no, yeah. But you've got to bear in mind that the 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 case of Epic in this story is that they are in a far better situation yeah. than many of the others, and they absolutely could have kept this these yeah. stuff yeah, on. Been uh, more it, sensible. Yeah, you see the amount of money that some of these CEOs are making and how much they're worth. If they took even a small pay cut, mm. they'd be able to cover the wages of well, everyone. It's like um, Nintendo. Oh, I forgot what his name is now. I'm just left my mind. The CEO of Nintendo, Doug he, Bowser. No, no, like. No. The, he's not the CEO of Nintendo. No, he's, he's, Nintendo he's America. America. Yeah, the CEO of Nintendo. Okay. He took a pay cut when they didn't. Yes, yes, money he did. Was so that Iwata could, back yes, in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think that, like, it, there's some solace in a lot of these numbers are not huge numbers. Mm. Like, we're not seeing like, you know, fifty percent of the workforce being sacked. Well, there is obviously. I'm not kind of. If you're someone who's been affected by it, I'm not going to like minimize it. It's obviously a horrible thing to go through. Mm. But when you see numbers like. 10 people have been fired or 25 contracts have been ended. It doesn't feel as bad as if you see 600 people have been affected. Or a full closure. Or or a full closure, exactly. Mm. Like it's kind of, at this point, the numbers are small and I would like it to stay like that so there's not so many people out there without jobs. Um, Obviously, during a cosy lives, you Mm. know. But yeah, I'm glad the numbers aren't too big. Yes, agreed. Agreed. It's it is awful, yeah. and, and and our thoughts do go out to to, to those affected. If anyone is listening who is affected, I have seen a lot of stuff on social media, which has been quite nice. Yeah. A lot yeah. of studios saying, "Hey, give us a shout." I think uh, TT Games, who make uh, the the Lego video games, have some openings, and they were advertising those. Mm-hmm. Like, come, you know, drop us a line. We're mm-hmm. looking for these positions and stuff. Uh, as you said, Peter, the reasonings uh, the the reasoning does vary from from place to place, and. It could be, in some instances, understood as as corporate greed with Embracer, and then other places it, it is just um, unfortunately the the state of the of the industry. And yeah. you're right in that maybe it is so many years post COVID that this happens because we are having 
a lot of games that have required a lot of people to work on finally release. And unfortunately, this does tend to happen at the end of projects is that they the studios build up a lot of staff when they're when they're in full production. And then when it comes to it comes to the end, they don't need those staff anymore. Mm. And that's that is not a good approach, no. but it but it is what happens. But it's the same thing as you were saying earlier about games that take maybe one to two years to turn around versus games that take eight years to flesh out a new one. Mm. This also affects things because these eight years aren't going to have an entire team the entire no. time. Yeah, so you have people going into a team during pre-production and then leaving because there's no work for them anymore because the studio knows we're not going to work on another game until this one's we done don't so we don't need you anymore exactly mm. so this is another issue with the big the big turnover time that we're seeing in a lot of games is that people have having to wait longer times between starting new games which does affect who they need to hire and who they need yeah, to have in their true. team yeah there's there's a there is a reason that that some people are let go over others you know qa is is always at the bottom of the the rung there um I, again that's always just been how that is contractors being let go i suppose to an extent makes sense because they're not full-time staff mm -hmm. so they yeah. are you know d disposable and it's awful because these are people who need work but that unfortunately that's the nature of, of the work they're doing contract, is that they're only yeah. brought in for a small amount of time um but it you know there's got to be a better way to do this mm -hmm. that is kinder to people because I've been reading. I mean, I've we've been covering video games for a long time, but I've been reading a lot of books recently from people. <gasps> I know from people who, who who have worked in the industry or work in the industry and their experience. Jason Schreier's two books are really interesting on that particular topic, and they're just so tired mm. because they they work such crazy hours mm. and then their job could just be terminated after six months and yeah. they and they move halfway across the country for it you know mm. it's 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 a it's a bad situation and the solution i'm not saying because there will be instances where companies do not need a full complement of staff the yeah. entire time i don't know what the solution will be but in terms of protecting Unions. staff from being just <laughs> cut off at the drop of a hat, mm -hmm. it's unionization. Mm -hmm. That's how that happens. That's how workers are protected. Yeah. And no, that doesn't mean that I'm saying that, uh, I don't know, Naughty Dog needs 200 QA staff at all times. But that's when you can, you know, that's that's when you get freelancers or contractors in for to work for a small period. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who have been working at these companies for ages. And then uh, Epic goes, mm, we're not making as much money from V-Bucks. This yeah. this financial quarter, so we're going to lay off fourteen percent of our workforce, yeah. like that. Yeah, um, but our CEOs are still fine, and yeah. they've had a big bonus. Or yes, they have had a huge bonus. Yeah. So there's got there's just got to be there. I don't know what it is, but there has to be a better way to do this to keep to to look after the human element of this. I mean, that's the same with everything in, in the media industry at the moment. Like the fact that VFX workers have recently unanimously voted to unionize is a great thing because yeah. the same way that game devs get treated like plops so do vfx workers mm, yes and like we've, we've said this before when it's been down to like people being treated rubbish um that the only way that a, an individual worker can gain power back on the the ceos at the top is by joining as part of a union and becoming a bigger force to be reckoned with that you know ubisoft has a union now activision blizzard has a union now and admittedly they're still fighting for these things to change but at least you've got someone in your corner fighting for exactly. you whereas in these kind of situations unless you know it's a, a contract violation which they know how to get around um then you've not really got anyone fighting for you so yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely 
Sometimes the CEOs are making terrible decisions. Sometimes it's greed. And sometimes you, the project that you decided to go all in on just didn't work out. And unfortunately, yeah. that, that results in a studio closure. And mm -hmm. it's awful for everyone involved every time. Uh, but once again, I hope you land on your feet. Um, at, at this point, it feels like because of all these mass layoffs happening, we're, we're losing like 200 staff from this place and they're going to another place. And then those and then 200 staff leave from that place. And it feels like these people are just being swapped around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is no way to live. That's no way to make a, make a living, you know, right. the, the uncertainty. So look after yourselves out mm -hmm. there if you're working in game development. And thank you for making such amazing things that we get to play. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate yeah. it. Right. There's a few places you can check us out on the internet. Let us know down below what you thought of everything we've discussed today. Peter, where are two of those places where people can go? We're at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. All of our videos go out on YouTube and almost all of our streams happen on Twitch. Um, and if you've got Amazon Prime, part of the bundle you are paying for includes a free Twitch sub, which you might not have redeemed in anyone yet. So maybe redeem it on us. It won't cost you anything extra. Yeah. Mm. We're team triple jump on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. So go over there to have a look at all the kinds of things we're putting out. And if you would like to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Don't forget, there's a brand new main menu on there. Mm -hmm. That's not coming out on the main channel, I so it's exclusive. Special for you. <laughs> you got access to two episodes of main menu at this point, actually. Yeah, and a rules up. boss. Well, rules boss next month. Yeah, well, there's also a rules boss oh, already. A back catalogue, yeah. Yes. And old, old two episodes boss. of main menu so far. Rules mm. boss next month. And then you'll get a Christmas main menu as well. Isn't that lovely? How exciting. Uh, why not go to triplejur.mup? That's our website. That's where you'll find links to everything that we do you can get a cameo video message from us etc and why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice it would really help with Al Gore's rhythms and mm. we'd really appreciate it that doesn't cost you a thing to go and do that uh, so please go and do it just enough time Ashton to talk about this week's sponsor once again please it is of course AC that's Assassin's Creed montage isn't that nice yeah. it's so nice it's the nicest thing ever Thank you for watching slash listening. Look after yourselves and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 